Do I need to go back to just predicting that the Kings are going to lose every single game? Because if I have to, I will. We're going to look at the Kings win over the Chicago Blackhawks and look forward to tonight's probably terrible game against the Colorado Avalanche on today's episode of Locked on Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, you're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah, your host of this show, uh, covering the Kings through ups and downs and sidewayses. And uh, now we're maybe, maybe on the upswing again. We're going to talk on today's show all about the uh, win over the Chicago Blackhawks, which, you know, based on how like frustrating the team had played lately, kind of in doubt. Uh, and so, you know, Cool. Great that they pulled that off. And then we're going to look at the uh, game against Colorado Avalanche because that is a thing that has to happen. So last night, the Kings took on the Blackhawks in the first of a back-to-back set of games, uh, came into the United Center having lost a couple straight. Uh, The Blackhawks came into their home arena having lost seven straight. So they were certainly hoping to, you know, get a win uh, they've already been eliminated from the playoff contention. You know, if if you if you hadn't already realized they were bad, they're still bad. Uh, so you know, this game was for like nothing but pride. Uh, and as I said on yesterday's show, I've seen enough of this team, uh, particularly recently, that they might be playing for pride, but that hasn't made them actually a good hockey team. Uh, the Kings obviously won this one five to two. We had goals from Trevor Moore, Phil Deneau, two from Blake Lazat, which, hey, good for him. And uh, Jordan Spence also got in on the action. The first period of the game, I think, really set the tone for what was going to come next. Uh, the, the, the Kings scored before Chicago even got a shot on goal. So, you know, that's pretty epic. That's a pretty good uh, trajectory. For your game. Shots first period 14 to 6 in favor of the Kings. They obviously walked out of that period with two goals and I think even had, you know, some solid uh, shorthanded chances on the one penalty they took in that period. Uh, Trevor Moore, the league's best, most amazing, our favorite Thousand Oaks native, great penalty killing, power killing, whatever. I ha- did have a chance on the penalty kill uh, shorthanded. Uh, didn't score, but you know, that was fun to see. That was really exciting. But this was a game where really everything that kind of could have gone wrong for Chicago in terms of just mediocrity, uh, did go wrong. Uh, they were turning over the puck all night. Uh, the official league stats have the Blackhawks with 12 giveaways in, in, uh, comparison to seven from the Kings. Uh, the passing was horrible from Chicago. Guys just couldn't connect passes. Things were going all over the ice. It wasn't even like a bad ice thing. It was just guys shooting where there was nobody. And the Kings, for once, were there to take advantage of the mistakes that other teams made. And, you know, they were strong on the forecheck, strong on the back check, all the things you want to see from a team that, you know, has aspirations to a playoff spot. uh, The Kings were doing 
And so it was a good kind of reset for the team. It was a good way to get them back on track. You know, you love facing a team that is not particularly good to help you sort of reset your your experience, your your performance. And this was a great way to do that. Uh, like I said, it was a game where things just went right uh, for the Kings. Jonathan Quick looked great. Uh, the two goals that he gave up, I mean, obviously, you know, you want every game to be a shutout, but like, that's not the way it works. I think particularly notable for how strong this team um, can be when it really puts its mind to it. Uh, second period, uh, obviously, you come in, the score's 2 nothing. Most of the period's just back and forth. Uh, Taylor Radish scores for the Blackhawks at 16-27. Literally the next shift, next shift, less than 30 seconds later, Blake Lazat scores to restore that two-goal lead. And that's the kind of response that you want to see. That's the kind of response that Todd McClellan is always talking about, wanting to see from his players. Uh, you know, when you get scored on, when you make a mistake, all right, fine, go out and make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, and so that was exactly uh, the way we want to see things. Overall, it just felt like the Kings were really preventing Chicago from gaining any sort of momentum whatsoever, which is exactly what you want to see. Uh, a lot of their chances weren't particularly dangerous. Quick was great when called upon. He made some fantastic like highlight reel saves. But overall, the shots that he was facing weren't particularly challenging. He wasn't facing a bunch of shots that you're like, oh, wow, how did that not go in? Uh, for the most part, you know, they're shooting into his chest. They're shooting, but the shot goes six feet wide. Uh, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't there for Chicago. And their coach has kind of talked openly about like, hey, yeah, we don't have the talent. We don't have the players to hang with the best teams in this league. And, you know, I'm not going to claim the Kings are a best team in the league, but it's just another example of Chicago not being able to get the job done. So this was a fun game to watch. If you're a Kings fan, obviously, super fun game to watch. Uh, it was great in terms of helping the Kings stay in that playoff hunt. They essentially kind of control their own destiny. That two points that they got from this win helped keep them uh, out of Vegas's sites. Uh, Kings currently sitting at 88 points, so two behind Edmonton. Uh, Vegas, 85 points. Uh, they got one point out of a possible two in their game against the Canucks, so half thank you to the Vancouver Canucks for sort of, but not really getting the whole job done. Uh, and as we've talked about before, with the exception of this game tonight against the Avalanche, uh, the strength of schedule for the Kings, well, we're playing a bunch of real bad teams. So, when we think about what is to come for the Kings, when we think about what they need to do to put themselves in the best position possible to maintain this this uh, uh, playoff spot, they just need to keep doing what they did last night. We'll take a look at some more thoughts and feelings from that game as well as look forward to what we have in store for us from the Colorado Avalanche coming up right after this. But first, let's talk all about HelloFresh. Because chances are you are a busy person. Like, I'm busy, you're busy. It's just the way life is in the year 2022. And for me, the thing that usually, like, falls most by the wayside, aside from, like, cleaning my home like an adult, the thing that, like, usually I just don't make time to do is cooking, like, my own fresh home-cooked meals. Uh, and, like, you know, I'm not always proud of that. I wish that I was better at it. And one way 
to make sure that I am better at it and that I am making meals that are health conscious and also tasty and also affordable is by using HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit where you can get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. What you get with HelloFresh, you go online, you pick your meals for that week and they send you everything you need. So if you're getting some sort of, uh, one of the meals that I got was like chicken pepper sandwiches. And so they give you the rolls of bread. They give you the chicken to make. They give you peppers. They give you spices. Basically everything outside of like salt, pepper, butter, cooking oil, they send you in like a nice little bag. It's really easy to know what to do. Uh, the recipes are easy to follow. There's even pictures if you're a visual learner like me. And so even if you're not like a big kitchen person, HelloFresh makes it super easy, uh, super quick to do. None of the meals take that long to make and they're all delicious and you have the satisfaction of a job well done. So go and check out HelloFresh.com uh, to see all the options available. There's usually like 50 plus different meal options every week no matter what kind of diet you're on or food sensitivity or allergies or whatever, you can find meals that fit those needs on HelloFresh. HelloFresh is, of course, a proud partner of the LA Kings, fueling hockey fans everywhere. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedKings16 and use code LockedKings16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. So go check it out get some delicious meals delivered right to you. That is hellofresh.com slash LockedKings16. Use code LockedKings16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, it is America's number one meal kit. So the big news, of course, in that game, aside from the fact that uh, the Kings won it, was the fact that Dustin Brown was back. Uh, he has missed a bunch of time with a nebulous upper body injury. I think it was a hand thing. They never really said. Uh, but he made his re-debut uh, against the Blackhawks in that game last night. And quite honestly, for all the time we have spent kind of crapping on Dustin Brown this season, uh, he had a pretty good game. Uh, Dustin Brown comes back in, ends the game with 12 minutes and 37 seconds time on ice, no special teams time, five shots on goal, two hits, uh, three takeaways, two assists. Dustin Brown ends the game with two assists. Quite honestly, he could have gotten that goal, uh, the empty net goal at the end that Blake Lazat ended up getting. I feel like they probably could have passed it back and forth another time and, and given it to Dustin Brown, but like, that's fine. Don't care. Uh, but he looked good. He looked faster. He looked more like he could handle the pace of the game. Uh, we'll see if it's sustainable. But for as frustrating of a player that he has been all season, honestly, seeing him come out and have this great game, maybe that break was the break he needed. I, I don't say break is a pun. I don't know if he broke anything. But like maybe taking that time off to get healthy uh, from his injury, kind of helped him reset his season too. So if if what we got last night from Dustin Brown is that if that is what we get down the stretch uh, and into the playoffs, like honestly, that's great. That's what I want from him. If you're a longtime listener of the show or if you know me from elsewhere, you'll know that like I can take or leave, you know, fighting and grit and big heavy hits or whatever. But like I do agree that there is a need for that element of physicality in the game. There is truth behind the whole always oh, hard to play against thing. And Dustin Brown is your 
prototypical hard-to-play-against guy. Uh, you do see a lot of the guys on the Kings kind of shy away from contact or, you know, avoid it, which is good. You want to be able to avoid those situations. But, like, yeah, as a fan, someone watching the game, sometimes there's nothing better than, like, a big open ice hit or whatever. And I think the Kings have been missing that from Dustin Brown. Uh, Carl Grundstrom, like, kind of is trying to be in that role, but, like, isn't there yet. He's not great at it. Uh, but they don't have that, like, human bowling ball kind of person uh, that Dustin Brown has been throughout his career. So I was glad. I, I was apprehensive when I saw he was coming back, especially knowing that, like, Dustin Brown being back in means that someone has to come out. Uh, and in this case, uh, the odd men out uh, were Leas Anderson, Brendan Mew, which I'm not going to complain about, Carl uh, Grundstrom. Uh, those were the forwards who sat out this game. And I, I can't complain about any of those, really. Uh, Anderson, fantastic at the AHL level, just can't seem to catch on in the NHL. Brendan Lemieux, like, he's supposed to bring grit and hard to play against and stuff, but he doesn't. Uh, not uh, not in, like, an effective way, especially coming back from this injury. Uh, and Carl Grundstrom, like I said, he could be in that power forward heavy hitter sort of model like he's trying he's just not there yet not not experienced enough like whatever uh but yeah like Dustin Brown coming back in was great uh changing the lines around uh partially to you know accommodate the fact that Brown was coming back in uh they bumped Kaliev up to the top line which honestly like after being healthy scratched in one game uh seeing him get the bump up to the first line you're like okay like let's see how this goes uh, second line obviously stayed the same. Uh, Alex Iafala moved down to the third line with Lazat and Brown, and like I didn't hate it. They looked really good together. Uh, I feel like Iafala brings sort of the defensive responsibility to the game, to that line. He also has the sort of endless motor doesn't quit kind of thing, uh, similar to Lazat. Uh, Lazat also good defensively. Uh, Dustin Brown, the heavy hitter, like that is like the ultimate kind of grinder line, the three of them together. And I liked it. I think it's something that, you know, they should get the chance to stick together for a little while and see what they can do. Like that's a really, if you're like line matching, if you're in the playoffs, that's a really irritating line to have to come up against. Like Blake Lazad just doesn't quit. Dustin Brown's going to hit you if you look at him like for two seconds. And Alex Iafalo is like that guy who goes in the corner and doesn't give up until he has the puck. So I like, I want to see more from that line. Like I'm not going to complain about it. And then the fourth line, quote unquote, was the kid line, Velarde, Byfield, and Kupari. Uh, they existed whatever. On defense, also Tobias Bjornfoot took a seat, uh, and we saw Matt Roy out there a lot with Sean Darcy. We saw Edler and Stetcher and uh, Olimana Jordan Spence played together, and like, the defense was pretty good. Like, there were not too many moments where I was like, oh, bud, what are you doing? Uh, so, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, I, I think that, unfortunately for Bjornfoot, he's the odd man out at this moment. I don't mind running with those pairings again uh, for this upcoming game. But, uh, you, you know, even when you look at ice time, like nothing really stands out as crazy. Like the, lo the lowest ice time was Quentin Byfield, which is really frustrating. Um, I get you're easing him in. I get like sheltering, whatever. But Todd, please, <laughs> please, Todd, just let him play. But nothing really sticks out as 
oh, this player was like severely overused. Like Kopitar, 17 minutes, 50 seconds. Uh, Deneau, 15 minutes, 23 seconds. Like no no one outside of a couple of the defensemen, Roy, Dersey, and Stetcher, no one hit more than 20 minutes. Um, you know, compare that to uh, the Blackhawks where Seth Jones, poor Seth Jones, paid, played 27 minutes in a meaningless game again. So I, I can't really, like, you know, obviously McClellan changed all these lines up and we're like, oh, what, what is this? Like, this is kind of garbage, but it worked. I, I, I take back any, like, annoyed comments I made about uh, what Todd McClellan was doing because it worked. We're going to look at the Colorado Avalanche and tonight's game coming up right after this. But first, uh, you should get ready for the game by getting yourself a Built Bar. Built Bars, if you don't know what they are, they are protein bars that taste like candy bars. They are super delicious. They come in a ton of amazing flavors. And the best thing is, well, the best thing is they're delicious. The next best thing is that they're actually healthy for you. They are low in calories, low in uh, carbs, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, high all of the things that you want to be putting in your body. Uh, they are covered in 100% chocolate and they are like, they're great for a snack if you're on the go. They're great for something in between meals. They're great for like, like if you feel like you need to stress eat, but you want to stress eat something that is like maybe has some nutritional value. Well, there you go. Built Bar. So go to built.com and check it out. See all of the different options available, including the Built Puff, which is a protein infused marshmallow. Go and get familiar with all the great flavor options at built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So the Colorado Avalanche, uh, they've lost two of their last 10 games. I don't, I don't know how they I exist. Their points percentage is 0.764. Someone pointed out on Twitter a while ago, like, how would you feel if you're an opposing team coming into Colorado and knowing you basically only have like a 25% chance of winning that game? They are 52, 14, and 6, 110 points already. In any other year, they'd be sailing to the, um, you know, lead, league lead, commissioner trophy, whatever it is. But the Panthers also have 110 points. Like the Panthers are disgusting this year. You know, we don't have to worry about them for a while. Uh, we don't have to see them again unless somehow we make the Stanley Cup final, which we're not. Uh, but Colorado is uh, just like they're they're the prime example of how to do a rebuild with a big heap of getting lucky. And they have certainly had a lot of luck go their way. Uh, this is the last time, obviously, these two teams play each other. Uh, it's the third and final matchup between them. Uh, the Avalanche have won all of them. Uh, the Kings have scored one goal total in the two games. Uh, they had a 4-1 loss to the Avalanche and then a 3-0 loss to the Avalanche. Uh, so, again, like, not expecting great things out of this game. Like, it'd be cool if the Kings get a point. It'd be cool if they somehow push this game to overtime. Like, that'd be fun. That'd be really fun. But this is a game that we've all looked at the whole time and are like, yeah, this is just, this is a scheduled loss. Now, I will say, you know, interestingly for the Avalanche, uh, first up, they're missing Nazem Kadri, uh, who is coming to a return, but I don't think it's ready yet. Uh, Gabe Landeskog is out indefinitely uh, with knee surgery, uh, and Ryan Murray 
is also out indefinitely with a broken uh, hand or wrist, depending on uh, how you read the, the sentence there. Uh, but interestingly about the Avalanche, their last two wins have come in overtime. You know, they had a 2-1 win in the shootout over Edmonton, a 5-4 win in overtime over Winnipeg. Before that, uh, they're playing in close games, 6-4 to four against the Penguins, 3-2 to two against the Penguins, 4-2 against the Sharks, 2-1. Like, the Avalanche aren't blowing out these teams. Uh, their only losses recently were to the Wild and to the Canucks, which is like two very different teams. But I, I think it's good that, you know, they're not coming into every game being like, we won this game 9-2. to two. Uh, they're being challenged. Uh, and even, you know, even that stupid 3 nothing win over the Kings uh, back in March, like, that was a very annoying game to watch as a Kings fan. But two of those goals were scored on the power play. Only one was at even strength. If the Kings' penalty kill had been a little better or they hadn't taken stupid penalties, you know, that game could have had a totally different complexion. Uh, and so... In, like, an ideal perfect world, the Kings win this one. Or the Kings at least push it to overtime and get another point. If we're So if we're looking at what else is going on around the league, no other games tonight uh, that could impact us. But Thursday, Vegas is playing against Calgary. Uh, and so we are all going to be Calgary Flames fans. We already love Daryl Sutter. We love Trevor Lewis. Um, you know, we tolerated Milan Lucic. Uh also, Edmonton is playing Nashville, so we're all also Predators fans. We want Victor Arvidsson's friends to be happy for a hot minute. Uh, and realistically, I'd rather Nashville get those points because they, it doesn't really impact us versus we don't want Edmonton to get further away from us. So tomorrow, if you're scoreboard watching, we're, we're rooting for the Flames and we're rooting for the Predators because they will help keep... Uh, our competition down, uh, particularly if we don't win this game against the Avalanche, we definitely want uh, Calgary to do a number on the Vegas Golden Knights who have stupid Mark Stone back because they have like literally seven people on long-term injured reserve in order to be able to activate Mark Stone. And I hate them. Uh, There's a tweet going around that was like, you know, that Vegas is going to sneak into the playoffs with like one point And then steamroll everyone because they have like a 98 million dollar roster and if that happens like there are not enough words for how mad I'll be so we just have to hope that doesn't happen because it would be like let's burn it all down that's terrible so Kings take on Avalanche tonight like keys to the game don't take penalties just don't do it like you got away with it against the Blackhawks uh their power play was terrible. It didn't matter if the Kings penalty kill was bad. Uh, you're not going to get away with against with it against Chicago. So this game should be played at even strength as much as possible. The Kings might have a chance then. Uh, so stay out of the box. Uh, don't get sucked into shenanigans. Uh, if you do get sucked into shenanigans, make sure it's like someone expendable who is sitting in the box for said shenanigans. That's it for today. We'll check in later this week. Uh, we're going to look at the Ontario Reign. Uh, They have a big series coming up against the Gulls, which could be a playoff preview. Uh, So we're going to talk with J.D. Hernandez from Locked on Ducks slash Gulls all about uh, that series. Uh, We're also talking with friend of the program, Mini King's Monday special guest, uh, and soon on the show in his capacity as Locked on Blue Jackets host, Jay Foster is going to be here to tell us all about the Blue Jackets because that matchup is coming up as well. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, 
go and make sure you're subscribed to this show wherever you get your podcasts or your YouTubes and never miss an episode, get notifications, tell your friends, and come back tomorrow and every day for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.